The world of digital marketing moves at a dizzying speed. Strategies, budgets, tactics, buzzwords. How can we even begin to distinguish the signal from the noise, the good moves from the bad? Take it from the team that's tripped as much as we've triumphed. We're putting our best moves in the spotlight and spilling every secret to give you step-by-step -step instructions to steal for your own success and digitally scale your business. This is Marketing Moves. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Moves. I'm your host, Lisa Perry Kovacs, and today's episode explores company culture and the underestimated power it has to serve as an effective marketing tool and top-line revenue driver. Our guest, Ron Kaminsky, is the culture connoisseur in Cleveland. Ooh, I like that alliteration. Feel free to use that. <laughs> that wasn't mine, but I love it. For the low, low cost of free. <laughs> He's the founder and CEO of Culture Shock, an organization that facilitates expert EOS implementation, Colby solutions, team building, and one-on-one -on -one coaching with the unique ability of building high-performance leadership teams. And he happens to be Vivid Front's EOS implementer, my personal mentor, and a key ingredient in our agency's growth over the last three years and counting. Ron, welcome to Marketing Moves. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Did Love you know the your, office. Did you know, thank you. Did you know you're my mentor? I did not, but <laughs> you never volunteered. that makes me feel special. I just proclaimed it as such. Thank you. Uh, speaking of mentors, you have the coolest mentor of all, the one and only Gino Wickman, author of the best-selling business book, Traction, and founder and visionary behind EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. Isn't that right? That is true. And also his original gangster integrator, Don Tinney. Is so some would argue one over the other. You know, visionary to visionary, visionary to integrator. What's he like, Gino? Gino, very intense, very focused. Yeah. Keeps uh, you in line? Very much so. Love it. Um, well, today's episode is not about EOS. Uh, we could have a whole different episode on that at a future date. Uh, it's about culture and how, like I said, culture can be viewed as a top-line revenue driver. So backing up a little, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started in this space of helping companies build culture? Sure. So I graduated John Carroll oh. University. Go Blue Streaks. Yep. Prior to uh, 2000. So graduated in 1999, and the world was going to end in the year 2000. I don't know if you youngins remember that. I but do. Y2K, and I was helping companies sell and implement large ERP systems for manufacturing companies, enterprise resource planning systems. And if you didn't put a new system in, the chance of you potentially being shut down because your business wouldn't run on your software was a big kind of deal. So right. kind of fell into a gold rush of helping companies do that. And uh, long story short, started helping those companies with their implementations and became pretty good at that. And they started asking me, since we did such a good job with their implementation team, if we would help them with other teams in their business. And the answer was, nope, we're a software business. That's not what we do. And 9-11 hit and IT budgets disappeared. And at mm -hmm. that point, I was kind of more fascinated about the team component than I was the software component. And some of those 
clients who were asking for additional support are still clients today. Wow. So officially started the business in February of 03. So this is actually our 20th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. So how do you and your team at Culture Shock in your 20th year define company culture? Well, you get, it's interesting. You guys are the brand play, right? You guys help companies with their brand. So we view brand as the external conversation people are having about you. And uh, we also view culture as the internal conversation people are having about you. That does spread externally, but it all starts here. And so if that internal culture is actually authentic to the external brand, that's a match and it's a home run from a from a, a value proposition to your marketplace. That's why that's where we think it ties into revenue. Yeah, so my 3M thought that kind of inspired this topic was, I feel like culture isn't typically viewed as a revenue driver uh, for businesses. It's usually bucketed as something that helps us with our bottom line or helps us attract and retain the right talent, sort of that internal piece you were mentioning. You know, put it on our website, maybe externally, like our core values. And while all that is true, I think culture has far more power, monetary power, uh, than the masses give it credit for. So why do you think it is typically viewed as something that's just internal? And why do you think culture should be viewed as a revenue driver? Well, I think if you look at a lot of companies' P&L statements, culture is somewhat of a, it's a line item on the P&L. So it's an expense. Right. You know, if we and by the way, what we mean by culture is not it's not foosball tables and and team outings. Those are those are very small components of that. But for from our perspective, culture, if we think about this, I think in a holistic way, is around engaged people getting to engage your marketplace. And if we don't have those individuals engaged, feeling valued, respected and admired inside of their organization for their unique abilities, the chances of them willingly and openly providing those to the outside marketplace is pretty slim to none. So if we've, you know, my grandfather always used to say, you know, don't tell me what you're, what you value, show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. Mm -hmm. And I think the same is true for culture. You know, we view it as an, ex, you know, most organizations view it as an expense. We view it as, an, as, a, as a generator for us. So cultures, organizations with very weak cultures have to overpay employees, have to, you know, they can only really compete on price, so to speak, for talent, right? If I've got a really strong culture, I've got, I've got a lot more quivers, right, on the backpack, and I can, I can pull those out and I can leverage those to go grab great talent. And it's not just around, I've got to overpay because of our dysfunctional culture. Love that. Do you have an example or a success story from any of your clients of how Culture Shock helped a brand or company drive sales or revenue by prioritizing culture? Sure. You know, I was with an organization just yesterday, so Frankel Dentistry. This is an organization we started working with in 2017. So we're talking six years into this process. And we have taken that organization to a 100%, it's actually the first in the country, 100% ESOP owned 
business. So ESOP is Employee Stock Ownership Plan. It's the first ESOP-owned dentistry in the country. And the idea there is we are, we've already 10x the business, and they will tell you it's because of the culture. And we're about to go 10x this thing again, and we're well Impressive. on the way to doing that. And it's 100% due to their commitment to their core values and their core focus in their business. How do you make something like dentistry appealing and fun from a core values perspective? Like you said, culture is not just foosball tables and um, you know beer pong. How how right. do you make dentistry something interesting and appealing? Right. So the way we think about this is, you know, I'll give you a great example. There's a company out of Cincinnati that is a janitorial business. These people literally clean toilets for a living. The average turnover in that industry is 360% a year. So you're going to turn over your staff 3.6 times a year, 100% of them, if that makes sense. Their turnover is 60% a year, 300% better than the, than the industry. So if you can find or if you can have an organization that can help people find a calling in cleaning toilets, you can do it anywhere. And the way we do that is we help organizations identify their core focus and the purpose of why they are even in existence. That purpose is way bigger than a goal. It's not about money. It involves everybody. And once an organization has aligned around that purpose, then we help those organizations share that purpose with their people and allow those people to live out their own purposes inside of that purpose-driven organization. That can happen anywhere. And so this whole idea of bloom where you're planted, you can live out your purpose in any organization that has done the work to identify why they're truly there. And it's, and it's a lot bigger than a monetary goal. Yeah. And I love that you're touching on purpose uh, as something that's fundamental to a culture because I think that's something that's often overlooked here at Vivid Front. I think purpose is what keeps people interested in the work and then sort of motivates those same people to even talk about Vivid Front outside of the workplace. And I know that that's something you've talked to Vivid Front about before, like why not turn your own people into salespeople and brand reps? So um, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, if you listen, if you're proud of the place that you work, you're going to tell people around you about that. If you're proud of the place you work, you're going to tell strangers about that. You're going to proudly wear that logo. And so our, if, if you thought about an entire organization as essentially being on the sales team, what stronger way to approach the market, right? Even I've, if I have a controller, financial person, or even an HR person that's helping us build and support an organization, they're on the sales team, right? They've got to sell talent that this is the place that they want to be. They've got to provide an experience to the, to the customers from a financial process perspective that's right. seamless and tells them that they care. Everyone's on the sales team, and most organizations kind of compartmentalize people and put them in their box. And, and we don't think that that's the healthiest place. Right. 
digging a little bit deeper into that for our listeners to really try and find a couple golden nuggets from this conversation. I mean, what we just touched on is turning our internal teams into external salespeople. Can we take it a step further and talk about how culture can also help us align with the right strategic partners? Sure. So, you know, again, this goes back to don't tell me what you value. Show me. And, you know, are you are you applying your core values to partners you take on as an organization or are those just applied to internal team members? Are companies that are willing to apply their core values to their entire supply chain, which it could be partners on the delivery side, it could be customers, are we willing to just sign up to support organizations that share our core values? If so, guess what? We're going we're gonna to go a lot further, a lot faster together. But if we're saying, hey, anyone that's got a pulse, we're taking you as a client, regardless of core values fit, you know, that's a different approach. And I think in especially in a business services model, organizations that do that, do that early in the, you know, in their existence, because every dollar counts, right? Trying to grow a sustainable organization. Once you get to that place of, hey, we've got sustainability, are we a little bit more selective with who we're saying yes to? If we're saying yes to core values fits, those those clients tend to be high maintenance, low performing relationships that that don't drain the soul out of an organization, right? And so I think that's something we can all appreciate working with like minded people. So how disciplined are we with applying that to the whole supply chain? Right. And if it's a core values match, the more likely it is that they will spread the word about your organization and become a salesperson for you as well, 100%. building that referral network. That's something that has worked really well for Vividfront under your leadership. One of our core values is entrepreneurial spirit. And we share that with some of our prospective clients and we tell them our team is curated with entrepreneurial spirit in mind. So we try to attract and retain talent that has a little bit of business acumen so that we can think Mm -hmm. about your business beyond marketing and branding and think about how we can help you from your bottom line. And clients are usually like, wow, you know, that's, that's a little unique for a marketing agency to do that. So that's an example of how we've used uh, one of our core values as an external marketing tool. Yeah. And just, we're going to flip the script here for a second, because I want to point something out vivid front and under your leadership, by the way, you know, I've helped over a hundred companies implement EOS, the way that you guys have taken this and run with it and stuck with a pure implementation and have pushed this through the organization top to bottom is, is literally world-class. You know, I get to see the inside of hundreds of organizations a year as a, as a company at culture shock. But I will tell you, you guys are easily in the top 5% of organizations that have taken those components of vision, traction, healthy, and literally cemented those into the entire business. And that is no small feat. So kudos. The fact that we're sitting here talking about this is, you know, is great proof that you guys are doing that, right? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you saying it. That's the clip we're going to use for our marketing, by the way. 
Please. all that praise on right. vivid front of my leadership no i right. appreciate that um you can give us the tools but you know obviously what companies <clears throat> do with the tools is what really matters and i want to kind of round out this conversation with something that you just touched on about peer implementation because vivid front tried to do implementation of our own core focus and our core values and tried to figure out who we were as a culture early on before we met you ron and it did fizzle because we mm -hmm. weren't able to keep that discipline and that focus and really implemented top to bottom, like you mentioned, we were only able to do that when we hired professional implementation. So why do you think that companies struggle so much to self-implement and why do companies mm. need a partner like Culture Shock to help them stay focused and stay on track? Yeah, so you're probably gonna wanna cut this, but I'll, I'll, I'll liken self-implementation of EOS to uh, you know uh, the the teenagers out there that are saying that they're they're having sex, right? Everyone says they're doing it. No one's doing it really well. <laughs> so uh, probably a terrible example. But here's the thing: I, we came to EOS as a client first. So I don't know if you know this, but we were the cobbler son that had no shoes, right? I was not living my EOS life. It was burning me out. I uh, burnt through my first marriage as a result of it. And it was literally, you know, sucking the life out of me and the team. And so we hired an implementer and went down that path. And still to this day, I don't implement my own sessions. Really? And, hmm. and I just find it very difficult to, to solve strategic issues without someone objectively holding up a mirror right. as to how you guys are thinking through those things and uh, how you're showing up as a team for the rest of the organization. And so I think we're trying to put our money where our mouth is on that and, and uh, kind of drink our own champagne. So it's hard to fix a system that you're inside of, right? right? The whole idea of watching it from the outside and then someone objectively holding up a mirror, holding you accountable. Um, I think that's why it works, right? And I, I think the other piece of it is understanding the nuance of a just a simple tool in EOS like the accountability chart like how we use rocks right simple things like that how a, how a team issue solves things on their issues list there's nuance in there that we get the advantage of seeing a thousand times with other teams doing it versus just here's how we do it here so it's hard to bring that into any team without Right. If you're, you're the expert on running your business, probably not the experts on implementing an operating system like EOS. So yeah. why not outsource that? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, ever since professionally implementing, uh, Vivid Rent has grown over 80%. So it's amazing. Yeah, we really appreciate all that, that you have done. It was uh, really an accomplishment for us to even get on your calendar. You're like one of the most sought out people. And I remember Andrew being like, if we could get Ron Kaminsky, <laughs> we're going to be unstoppable. That's <laughs> very humbling. But uh, that also speaks to my ability to still continue to work on my EOS life because I should have more space in it than I do. So it's and a you journey. Have a great team. It's not, we're not done. It's right. a journey. And you have a great team that's helping you. Amazing. Culture shock is growing. Yeah. And you have other implementers on your team that are learning from you and figuring Correct. out how to to grow and expand your offering to. You know, and that's really country. interesting because here's the other thing that's that's really taken off for us is 
we're doing amazing work with leadership teams and EOS-run organizations on helping them with vision, traction, and healthy. What we're finding is that there's a large gap of skills kind of between the executive leadership teams and next-level leaders in most of these organizations. And for succession planning issues and the idea of as we scale, we need to delegate and elevate more, we've found this awesome opportunity to take our 20 years of experience and culture, build out a curriculum we call its leaders, which is into the storm leaders, that helps develop the soft skills of those next generation leaders, those emerging leaders, those high potentials, so that we can close the skill set gap and then we can more easily delegate and elevate as we scale these organizations. And so this its leaders program has taken off for us. And I think it speaks to the idea of people want to be able to promote from within and want to recognize and reward their people in the organization and give them the best opportunity to advance and excel in their companies because they've already identified these individuals share their core values. So why not invest in them um, as opposed to potentially making that outside hire? That's still kind of a question mark. We don't know for sure, right? We'll never know. Like hiring's never a... a, a, a it's not perfect science. There's an art and right. a science component to it. So EOS is one thing that its leaders, you know, that whole Buffalo mindset of developing a whole kind of stable of leaders that can step up as you scale. We think that that is mission critical for organizations. Yeah, and that speaks to how to scale culture. You know, we've talked about a lot about culture today, and I think culture can be a little bit easier to implement on a, a smaller level. But how do you scale it? How do you get that buy-in? from the next level leaders mm -hmm. uh, to not just practice, but preach those core values. So I completely agree about the importance of that. And we've been investing a lot in our next level leaders and trying to teach them about our core values and how to mm. walk the walk on it. Um, you mentioned the Into the Storm, you mentioned the Buffalo. Can one of you toss me the Buffalo? Cause I just <laughs> want to talk quickly about the Buffalo mascot of Culture Shock. Can you just explain to our listeners uh, what the buffalo is all about. Yeah, sure. So uh, I actually heard this analogy for the first time in Athens, Greece, at a leadership conference for entrepreneurs organization. And it was in Athens, Greece, but it was a Spanish professor that shared the analogy of the buffalo. And but the, the story goes, buffaloes are known for charging into storms, knowing they're going to see blue skies faster on the, on the Great Plains. And and uh, cows, as a herd, do the opposite. They turn and run from that weather, just guaranteeing they're going to spend some more time in pain. So every business, every person, every team, they've got their storms. We're just trying to help them turn and charge into those and have a mentality of doing that personally as a team, as, a, as an entire organization. So that's our mascot. It's our first core value. And, you know, if you're not a buffalo, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just probably not right fit for us. So Love it. I think that's a great way to round out the conversation is this buffalo mindset for culture shock you know you're using it internally and you're using it externally so like we said at the beginning of this conversation culture can really help drive revenue and help protect your bottom line at the same time amen so um we like to kind of wrap up with a little rapid fire question so i'm just gonna okay let's go ask you three in a row let's go okay browns or guardians browns one-on-one -on -one coaching or team coaching? Team coaching. And integrator or visionary? 
I mean, I'm a purebred visionary, but I will tell you that the most thankless job on the planet is the integrator, so I'm going integrator. Woohoo! Love it. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate it. Ron, thank you so much for joining us. We hope this conversation helped business leaders think a little differently about culture and the power it has to drive revenue. Uh, Where can listeners find you if they want to connect? Cultureshock.com. That's S-H-O-C.com. Ron at cultureshock.com. Perfect. Yep. All right. Thanks again. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now it's time to start making moves. Head to vividfront.com slash marketing moves for exclusive marketing materials. Every episode, we add more of our greatest insider secrets to help you move towards success. See you next time.